Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Brawn Body Podcast. So, I'm adding another pre-intro intro note. Uh, so this is going to be a couple minutes. I just wanted to provide you with a general overview for this episode and some of the stuff we reference. Uh, so this is an episode like none other. Uh, this very well could be the longest podcast episode that I've done. Uh, I haven't really been keeping track that well. Uh, and obviously it's all about spiritual fitness. So we're talking about why your faith is incredibly important to your overall health, wellness, and fitness. And it's something that's incredibly overlooked. So throughout the podcast, I've referenced a few different studies, and we obviously referenced the Bible quite a bit. Uh, So if you're like me, I use the NIV, New International Version. Uh, So that's what I was reading from uh, throughout the podcast, and that's what uh, my guest Nate was using as well. Uh, So you can feel free to get the same edition as us, pull that up if you want a reference, or use something completely different. Uh, The studies I referenced. So the first one, I referenced this quite a few times. I don't think I said it at all in there. I just said, you know, a study. Uh, The study I was referencing was from Chattopadai. I probably butchered the pronunciation there, but it's spelled C-H-A-T-T-O-P-A-D-H-Y-A-Y. That was published in 2007. Uh, If you message me on Instagram at Bronbody, I can get you a uh, link to that study online. Uh, But basically, this study looked at all the positive effects of practicing your faith. And believe it or not, having faith-based practices... So believing in God, for example, and uh, practicing your faith regularly is linked with living longer, so longer life, better physical and mental recovery, less likely to have cardiovascular disease, lower blood pressure, improved mental health, uh, better ability to adapt to stress, lower anxiety and depression scores, higher social support, and finding more of a purpose and meaning in life. And that is very significant, but I'm not going to talk about that too much right now because we talk about it in detail throughout the uh, podcast episode. I also referenced Park et al. 2017, and that study looked at a lot of different factors, such as um, the fact that spirituality and faith is linked to improved outcomes from cardiovascular disease, as well as the fact that 70% of U.S. adults believe that God exists. So when we think about that, 70%, believe that God is real. Now, when you think about our society and our culture, do do you see 70% of Americans believing God is real? Think about that. Now, I'm going to stop talking because we have a long episode for you. It's really good. Uh, Please give it a full listen. Stay with it. If you need to pause, take a break, put your feet up. You're probably going to get tired of hearing me talk. Uh, You're probably already tired of hearing me talk. But, hey, power through it. It's really good. And this episode is all about one of the most important things that we clearly don't spend enough time talking about, your faith. So, again, with this, as always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. If you want to talk more or discuss more, 
please make sure you like, subscribe, share with a friend, uh, and leave a review if you're listening on iTunes, uh, because that really helps us. For real now, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Brown Body Podcast. I'm really excited to welcome my guest Nate Clugston onto the show today. A little bit about Nate. He has a bachelor's degree in religion and history from Lebanon Valley College, and he's lined up to do a master's study and seminary in divinity studies in the near future. So really excited to have him on the show. And today we're going to be talking about spiritual fitness. We are going to be placing a emphasis on spiritual fitness in the realm of Christianity, because that is what we're both most familiar and most knowledgeable with. So with that, I'm excited to welcome my good friend, Nate, to the show. Nate, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Dan. I'm very excited to be here also. Um, and I've been looking forward to doing this since you invited me. <laughs> so when we talk about spiritual health and spiritual fitness, I mean, what do you interpret that as? Is, you know, I should have added, you're not just someone who has studied religion extensively, but you've also... Uh, been a runner. Uh, you ran for the collegiate cross country team. You've completed marathons. Uh, you know you are very active and physically fit. So, what does the concept of spiritual health and fitness kind of mean to you? Yeah. So, like you said, I'm pretty familiar with like physical fitness um, and things with that in that realm. Um, but to me, spiritual fitness is more with your soul. Um, and how you're taking care of that. Um, if you're making sure to like, just nourish your soul and um, protect it, because there are a lot of things out there that could hurt it. And you just also in general need to build it up um, just to, you know, make sure you're um, being fulfilled as much as you can be. Right, and I like how you bring that up because you know, when we talk about health, uh, especially in 2021, because we're at the time of this episode, about a year into uh, the pandemic, and we think of social health, because obviously that took a hit in the past year, we think of physical health, you know, gyms were closed for a little bit, intellectual, cognitive, emotional health, you know, people weren't in school, all that sort of thing. Uh, maybe you weren't going into work, you're working from home, whatever. Uh, but we often neglect the spirit and the spiritual aspect of health and fitness and wellness. And I think people in general really underestimate how powerful this is. Uh, I can't tell you myself how many patients I've treated on clinical rotations where, you know, they'll be in their 90s, 100 even, and their physical health is gone. It's deteriorated. They struggle to stand up on their own independently their mental health isn't always the greatest. Emotionally, sometimes it's not the greatest, but their spiritual health and fitness is unmatched. And their faith in you know, the good Lord and Savior, uh, who is Christ Jesus, their faith and strength in uh, him keeps them going and keeps them strong. And it just really highlights the importance of a strong spirit. Yes, I mean, you, you said that very well. Um, you know, it's, it's something that, like you said, it, even when the other, your physical health may be gone, um, I mean, it, it really is the power of God, like, 
in you. Um, and that's what can keep you going. I mean, it. we know that like we serve a powerful God and like even when the physical elements, even when things in this world are awry and whatnot, we, we have trust that God is in control. Um, and just that, um, you know, God, he's working in, in the spiritual realm. He's making, he's making things possible that weren't possible before. So. Exactly. And we can't always make sense of those things. They don't always make sense. Um, and I'm sure, you know, if I asked you to talk about the miracles that he has performed in your life or in, you know, biblical text, even, I'm sure you could probably give us countless examples of things. And the cool thing about them is they're all true. I mean, we go back and we do archaeological digs, we do historical evidence. I mean, they even made a model of Noah's Ark and found that everything that was outlined in the book of Genesis, I think it was Genesis anyways, um, it's been a while since I've been in the Old Testament, uh, I'll admit, um, but they literally found that like all of the specs checked out and everything was scientifically sound at a time when, oh, by the way, uh, we didn't have power tools. We didn't have like all this technology and stuff. So it's really kind of amazing to think about this stuff. And I'm sure you can talk more extensively about that than I can for sure. Yeah, really. Um, I mean, I guess, I, at least for me, I, I really see the evidence in my life. Um, just um, the way that he's that like God has really worked through me and been able to like change me and like there are so many things that I never thought I would be doing that I'm able to do now and I mean we know that like the Christian life is more than just everything gets easier because we know that that's not true at all um like a devotion to Christ you're, you're you kind of have more responsibilities now um but you have the power of God with you now. And that, that just makes everything more attainable, more, because when you can trust in him, you know, you just, everything is just, um, sorry. You're good. You're good. No worries. Um, for those listening, this is Nate's first time on the podcast and first time on yes. any podcast. <laughs> I apologize for, uh, <laughs> For, uh, but <laughs> my lack of speaking. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I think what he's trying to say is the point that, you know, just because you're going to be pursuing a spiritually based life doesn't give you simplicity. It doesn't mean your life is easy. He's giving me two thumbs up right now. Um, so this doesn't mean thank you, that, Dan. <laughs> this doesn't mean that life is going to be given to you on a silver platter. Nothing is. And you know, you're ultimately going to have to work for anything. And like the example I gave a few minutes ago with uh Noah and the Ark, I mean you gotta realize that Ark had to be built somehow. And I mean again, they didn't have like power drills and a crew of, you know, 100,000 people who can put up a building in two days. They didn't have all of those people helping them out and putting it together for them. Uh, so I, you know, the fact that it got done 
was one kind of a miracle and two just goes to show how you know sometimes you're going to have to work hard for things in life and that is spiritually based and spiritually sound and that's just kind of the way life is for lack of a better way to put it yeah right um uh i think kind of where we were before you remind me of um like we can trust in these things we can trust you know the word of god like we know that what it says is true we know that what it says um happened we know um that because of the power of god that these things were able to occur um and that we can we can trust the word because of what god does in our own lives but also what he does um through others um i know one of the things that's important to spiritual like fitness is fellowship um so like when we interact with others and just see what god is doing in like the broader church worldwide like we know that there are miracles going on there um and in just the way that um needs are being met um and the way the the faith is spreading especially in like persecuted regions of the world mm -hmm. and what still holds true too is all the prophecies every prophecy comes true i mean it was prophesized in biblical times that israel would become a independent nation and most people now live in a world where they don't know a time when israel was not an independent nation but correct me if i'm wrong it was in the 1940s i think when israel became independent um so it was technically kind of within our general timeline that this prophecy was fulfilled um, and it's just really incredible stuff to learn about and read about. Um, you know, all these things that we're talking about have happened. And we, again, we have proven them scientifically. We have found the archaeological evidence uh, to support it. And, you know, I like to talk about things being science-based and evidence-based and research-based and the strength of the study. I mean, I don't think you can get much stronger than literally seeing these things for yourself. <laughs> Right, Dana. Um, I I appreciate you bringing like some of that, some of those things up. Um, I, I must admit, I'm not as well versed in some of the like historical things, even though I'm <laughs> a history major um, while I was at LBC. But um, but yeah, I know there there is evidence, you know, for God, for the Bible, um, and yeah. So on spiritual health and fitness how can you tell when someone is unhealthy spiritually i know you've worked with a lot of people in uh, the spiritual realm before individually as groups how can you tell when someone is just unhealthy in the spirit yeah so um i think i think you can kind of even do this through some like self-reflection um the biggest thing i would say is like the way it it kind of like bleeds into other areas of your life. Um, as we mentioned, there's like physical and mental health, um, emotional health. Um, and one of the things that like really stands out to me is um, if you have like a lot of fear or like just a lot of like uncertainty, a lot of maybe just even like things like anger, like, and if you like, 
really feel like you are struggling to control some of these things, I think that can be kind of a, a sign of like spiritual unhealthiness. Mm -hmm. um, I would emphasize that like, because we know that when when you trust in God, um, you you get the peace of God. And if, mm -hmm. if you don't have this peace, um, you really want to like pursue, you want to make sure you are trusting in God wholly um, and making like a commitment to him because when you do that you know um you can have that that perfect peace that he provides knowing that whatever happens in this life um god is with you and god will see you through yeah definitely i couldn't agree more um it's almost like um and this is from me talking about my perspective as someone who was not always a christian uh, it's almost like you've got a new set of glasses on your eyes and you can kind of see the world a little bit differently through them. Uh, you realize things like fear, like Nate said, fear is absolutely a liar, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, because, you know, you're constantly told by the world, like, oh, you know, you can do this, but you can't do that. You've tried to, they try to hold you in check with a lot of things in life. And, you know, then you can go out and do things that they say have never been done before. Uh, and I mean, I always feel great when that happens because, you know, I do it and they're like, oh, wow, you're the first one to do that. You're the first one I've ever seen to do that. Wow, Dan, look at you go. And in reality, it's not because of me that I'm able to do things. It's because there is a higher power in control. Um, and I also like that you brought up uh, just in general with spiritual unhealthiness it's sometimes the lack of control too um, we see a lot of this very prevalent in our society today people act in emotion they act out in anger and rage it's very prevalent especially on social media and this is also in the culture that is kind of for lack of a better way to put it pushing christianity out the door uh, and it's just kind of ironic that you see we're pushing out the stuff that goes against uh, all of these things that we have a problem with. And it's kind of counterintuitive, if you ask me, one. And two, um, <clears throat> I'm very into uh, the Stoic, Stoic philosophy. And a lot of these Stoic philosophy, philosophy virtues that you talk about and that are prevalent amongst the world's most successful people overlap almost identically with Christianity. They teach you how to keep your emotions in check. They teach you not to act out in anger. They teach you not to judge. And all of these things come from the Bible. It's not like the Stoic philosophy came up on all these things on their own. If they had to get them from somewhere. And these are all biblical related and biblically oriented things. Right. Um, yeah, <laughs> I keep... Um, so... I think one thing you just said that like stuck out to me is like um, a lot of these things, these values are being pushed out the door. I know, I think the biggest thing that like Christianity can offer the world that is like being pushed out nowadays is like forgiveness. Um, I think, I mean, being one of the central themes of Christianity, um, the idea that Christ died for for our sins for to be forgiven to have grace to have mercy um 
And I think today, like, there's just a whole lot of people that are just, you know, you do one thing that like misaligns with what, um, with what society tells you, um, even, even if like, it's just an opinion, um, we have people out there that are, you know, saying that these people should never be like given a job again. These people should never, um, you know, be looked up to again, like a lot of celebrities. Um, yeah. And life is all about second chances. After right. All, is you can't just, you know, give someone one shot at things and, oh, they didn't do it the first time. I mean, if we gave everyone only one shot at things, picture what the world is going to look like. We're not going to have light bulbs because Edison had over a thousand patents trying to make a light bulb. Oh, we're not going to have electric cars either because Elon Musk, who invented Tesla, uh, failed multiple times over and over again. We're not going to have modern space travel because how many rockets blew up when we were trying to get that down? Nothing is the same without the fact that you can forgive someone and move on and I think people also forget that it's not forgiveness in the sense that you're supposed to do it it's forgiveness in the sense that it's good for your soul this is what you should want spiritually is to not be in a spot where you are in disagreement and constant uh, emotional unrest I'll say with someone else and again this is you know, just my perspective and my opinions, and I'm sure you can offer a lot more uh, sound advice and knowledge on that topic yourself. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean, to bring up just like the ultimate forgiver, God and his son, Christ Jesus, um, you know, he forgave the people that literally were nailing him to the cross. Um, and I mean, it's just like radical forgiveness like that, that, um, that we see and we're, that we are to emulate in the world that we are, we, I mean, when we hold these things against other people, um, I mean, it, it truly is something that impacts you, like Dan said, um, you, when you forgive, you let go of it. Um, and yeah, to wholly forgive someone, you, you truly have to, like, wish the best for them. Mm -hmm. You have to not hold these, like, deep underlying feelings of that you still have of, like, that they did you wrong or something. But um, wholly and completely forgiving them. Yeah, and with that comes freedom. Uh, so we like to use the analogy that faith is a chain breaker and your ability to forgive someone cuts the chains, it cuts the cord. And what we mean by that is if you are not able to forgive someone for something that they did to you or did against you, then you're going to carry that extra weight until you do. You're going to carry extra weight in all other aspects of your health because your spiritual health is out of uh, line. So you might carry extra emotional burden that will probably impact your intellectual and cognitive life to some extent because they're very closely linked. You're going to see a, <clears throat> excuse me, a difference in your physical health because if you're holding that hate and anger and emotion against someone, 
odds are you're not sleeping perfect every night. You're going to be up late. You're going to be thinking about these things over and over again. And if you're tired, then your physical health is going to decline. And socially, that's all going to bleed into your social life too. Because obviously, if you're holding all this hate against one person, there's probably more than one person that's done you wrong in your life. Are you holding that against everyone? And if you are holding it against everyone, are you holding it against everyone equally? Or is it kind of... Uh, uneven and kind of biased, you know, I don't like this person, but I don't like that person even more. These are all things that, you know, just because society tells you that's fine, that's normal. That's not the way your spirit works. That's not how it works in the spiritual realm. And you have to remember that there is a huge disconnect with those in the world and on the world and living by the world and those who have a deeper understanding of their spirit and their spiritual health. One more thing I think I would add um, mm -hmm. about forgiveness is just the idea that, you know, when, when you don't forgive someone, you're, you're kind of like cutting them off too. Um, like, especially if they have like a, a big difference of opinion or something like that. Um, I mean, they're never gonna come see your side if if you're just completely cutting them off, if you're just exiling them, you know? Um, so I think if we really wanna, we really wanna connect with other people, even the people we don't agree with, even the people that have wronged us, um, we just really need to forgive them if need be, and then to, you know, just have compassion and love towards them. Yeah, he says to love all equally, and uh, there's no hesitation when you say that. I mean, you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. And, uh, you know, this is kind of a whole new segue into a new topic um, that I'm sure Nate is super excited for me to throw on him all of a sudden. Um, but, you know, we talk about societal things. And one of the biggest things I see uh, debated is this concept of self-love is, you know, you have to love yourself in order to love someone else. And this is something that we keep seeing pushed in society. We keep seeing pushed in the world. And I'm just curious to hear if you have any thoughts or remarks on the topic of self-love, you know, should we really be doing all these things for ourselves and putting ourselves before others? Yeah, so um, definitely no. <laughs> um, just definitely to no. Wow. just to like cut to the chase, because um, um, we know. I guess to start with, like, sorry, just the idea of like. I don't think Jesus ever like showed anything that was like, um, like putting himself before others. I mean, he absolutely always put others before himself. Um, and we see this, especially in just the way that like um, he reached out to people. Um, he was more concerned about their needs than his own. Um, and ultimately this is like summed up in the way that he went to the cross and died for our sins um, when he didn't have to, he didn't, you know, he, he obviously had more compassion towards us and would rather die for us than 
um, you know, keep living a good, like, life, you know. Right, completely selfless. And, I mean, to add to that, he was tempted multiple times because, I mean, he was Jesus Christ. He could do anything. I'm sure, as we've talked about already, there's countless miracles. I mean, turning water into wine or breaking the bread. And instead of one loaf of bread, there was leftovers. I mean, the list goes on and on of all these things. And uh, Nate's Nate's ready to talk more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that, that just made me think of um, when Jesus was in the desert and um, he's being tempted, like mm-hmm. Dan said, and like he could have gave in. He could have, you know, he could have turned the stones into bread. Um, sorry. Um, well, yeah, the point is <laughs> he could have, he could have fulfilled his own needs, but he didn't want to give in to these temptations because he, he needed to remain sinless. And that is when he was thinking of us and remaining sinless, being a pure sacrifice rather than giving in to these, these own personal ones or temptations. Right. And the thing people often don't understand is, you know, these things that we talk about as sin are to protect your spirit. Just like when you go to the gym to exercise, there's, you know, if you're going to bench real heavy, you usually use a spotter so you don't crush yourself. When you're in a squat rack, there's safety bars on the side. So if you drop the bar, it doesn't go crashing down and banging and it's not going to like catch anyone on the foot or anything like that. There's a lot of safety mechanisms built in. And these are kind of the safety measures for your spirit. And you can follow them or not follow them, just like anything. Uh, You know, you can bench press without a spotter, but it could eventually lead to a weight that crushes you. You can live a life that is sinful, but don't be surprised when your soul is unhealthy as a result of it. Uh, I think and correct me if I'm wrong, and you're obviously going to add a whole new perspective than I am. Um, I think that there was free will given to us, and we can choose whether or not to sin or not. We can choose whether or not to follow our faith or not. And again, if you are someone who's not, um, you know, following this kind of life code, so to speak, for lack of a better way to put it, then don't be surprised when you have the signs and symptoms of a unhealthy soul and unhealthy spirit. So, yeah, like, um, yeah, kind of like we might've briefly touched on earlier, like these things do bleed into the other parts of life, but um, yeah, you're, and so, yeah, if you're, if you're habitually or, well, I would say there's like, you know, there's multiple types of sins, but like, just like, if you have like habitual and like repetitive, like a sin that you really um, commit a lot, but you're like not too worried about it. Like, um, it's kind of like having a, like a chronic illness, you know, like it, it'll keep showing up and it, it, it's going to like drag you down, you know, um, it just, you know, it, it won't, I think I get what you're trying to say. Um, So it's something that obviously no one is perfect about. Right. Um, So if we take diet as an example, no one is perfect about diet. No one is ever going to be perfect 
in the way that their spirit goes about things, we're all going to slip up at times. It's so easy to fall into a trap of judging people. And this is something I do myself. I accidentally judge people at the gym sometimes. Uh, just the other day, there was people, one guy was holding a bar up and he had 135 pounds, so a 45 pound plate on each side. And uh, they were unracking the weights while he was holding it. And uh, the one guy pulled the plate off the one side, but the other guy didn't pull the plate off the other side. So what do you know, uh, the bar tips over. I and mean, it's just kind of one of those moments where people clearly weren't thinking. Um, or with that too, there was a time where some people were using a Smith machine, which is where the bar is fixed and it stays flat. It won't tip one way or the other. And they put collars on the end so the plates don't fly off. And I was thinking, you know, why would they do that when the plates aren't going to fly off in the first place? Uh, you know, that's forms of judgment. Uh, but just because you slip up every now and that now and again, that's much different than the people who go out there and do those things deliberately over and over again. So if we went with the diet example that I mentioned a second ago, you know, it's okay to cheat on your diet, so to speak, once in a while, like, you know, go out and enjoy a donut, enjoy a piece of cake, whatever it is. But that doesn't mean you should go out and have donuts and cake exclusively for every meal is too much of those things turns very bad very quickly and you end up with a uh, health outcome that is not in line with what you originally wanted or intended in most cases. Um, and with that too, um, you know, kind of segueing off of this sort of topic with sin and tying it back into spiritual fitness, we've talked a lot about what the unhealthy spirit looks like. And it would be kind of remiss in our duties if we didn't tell you about a fit spirit and a fit soul and what that might look like. Uh, so someone who is very strong in the spirit. So with that, do you have any kind of context about that, Nate, about what someone who is fit in the soul and spirit can look like? Yes, yes. Um, I guess one thing I, I, a verse I'd just like to share is, is uh, John 13, 34 through 35 it just says in the niv version a new command i give you love one another as i have loved you so you must love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another um so i mean it's specifically talking about um the way you show love towards one another but similar to the spiritual health um you know um sorry um people, people will know, like, something is different about you. Um, if, like, for example, like, when you know Christ, and you live that out, people will know that you are one of their disciples, just because you live differently. And I think this ties into spiritual health in that um, when, when you are healthy, and in the spiritual realm, and just being, um, having, you're good, man. No uh, Take your time. I mean, sometimes these words don't come to me right away. Um, and I mean, we're talking about the spirit here today. And you got to realize that the spirit is something that gives you the strength to do things you've never done before and work through situations that you might not have ever seen yourself in. Like I guarantee you uh, about 
three days ago, Nate did not see himself coming on this podcast, but here he is. <laughs> oh. I, mean, I, I kind of come out of nowhere with these people and these hey. things sometimes. You're, uh, you're good, Dan. I, I'm happy to do my best here. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, like I was saying, um, yeah, there's, there's things like that, that you like, you should radiate kind of and others should um or as the scriptures also say um you should be like a light on a hill like well yeah um so yeah just the way you love others um and how you like go above and beyond for that is like a sign that you are spiritually healthy um and that I guess with that, that you are like doing these things for Christ and not just like out of pride, you know, because that'll, that's a sign of spiritual unhealthiness. But, um, and that will, if you ever do anything like that out of pride, uh, that can lead to other unhealthiness. But uh, I guess back to like in general, the being like spiritually healthy, I know like some things that are like, you should be consistent in the way you approach these things because just as with physical health i mean it's not a like you can't just skim by you know you gotta be completely like sold out you know to christ you gotta live for him die to self yeah you have to renew your gym membership every month uh, for lack of a better way to put it yeah you you can't just kind of show up when you feel like it once or twice a month and expect everything to be good and going well. Uh, so it's that consistency in the spirit and showing up, clocking in, putting in your time day in and day out. Um, and you know that looks differently for each people or each person. So some days you might be reading a devotional, some days you might be spending time directly in the Bible. Sometimes you might be in a Bible study. Sometimes you might just be, instead of reading, you might be acting out what uh, the lessons of all of these sort of things are and what that might look like is going to vary to each person. Some people are more into uh, servitude in direct means. Some people are more into servitude in indirect means. Uh, and Nate is fired up right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause this gives me a, a great transition because like you said, people are, are, I, I think more in like physical health, people are into like different things. Um, and I think this is evident, in like, you know, at least for me, I'm, I'm a runner. I, I focus a lot on running and I know to be truly physically fit, I need to do more than just run, uh, which I might need to do some more things, but <laughs> I'm working, but, uh, in the same way like we all have like different spiritual gifts we all have different things that we that god has called us to so um like with that i know because there are so many different different ministries that people can get involved in there um just like different populations of people that that god can place on people's hearts um so whether you know you might be more of like a church leader, you know, um, being with people that are in the faith. Um, but there's also many others because there's, you know, there's chaplains of all types, military, prisons, 
um, hospitals, the healthcare system. So, but I, yeah, even, I know I mentioned a lot of like professional jobs, but I mean, there are so many things, the way you volunteer and where, who you choose to do that with, um, the people you fellowship and like reach out to, um, just all kinds of things like that. Like, you know, you get, it's good to be diversified, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and like similar in like the physical realm, like take care of each part of your body, but also there are things people specialize in, you know? So. Right. So, and again, trying to make as many ties for the spiritual health, the physical health here, um, Nate with the running and just in general, because I know many of you who are listening and have listened to the show consistently expect that physical aspect from uh, this show. And just remembering that you're not going to get in the best shape of your life if all you do is one thing. And you're not going to grow your spirit if all you do is read the Bible. I'm sorry. You're not going to grow your spirit if all you do is go to church on Sunday. You have to do more than that. So physically, maybe you run or you do some rowing or stair climb or some kind of cardio and you're lifting weights and you're stretching and doing some kind of mobility work. You know, you need your uh, proper warm up if you want to lift heavy. You don't just go in and pick up a 500 pound barbell and lift the thing. You prepare for it. And spiritual health works the same way. You don't just jump in and take it all at once. You warm up to it. You go step by step. And ultimately, you're not doing the same thing, the same one thing day in and day out. If you want to see progress, you have to step outside your comfort zone and do a lot of different things uh, that you might not normally do if you want to continue to see results. Um, do you have anything to add to that? Nate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you brought up a lot of like training things. And I think one of the big things I really wanted to touch on today is um, the like different ways of training, like your spiritual fitness. Um, and I think there's four things that I kind of came up with um, that really stuck, stick out to me. And that is um, reading the word of God, prayer, um, fellowshipping with other believers. And finally, in general, just loving others and showing that love towards them. Um, so I guess I'll kind of go through each if, if that's okay. Um, Let's hear it, Nate. So yeah, I wanted to start with like reading the word of God. And I mean... It, it just, it, it's one of the things that like, I know personally, I've, I definitely have had, and I've neglected this area, um, like, more than I would like to admit to. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, it truly is how like, God speaks and communicates to us. I mean, this is the, the, the word of God. I mean, um, it's God breathed. Um, so, so yeah, sorry. Uh, no, you're good. I'm struggling for his, uh, he wrote some notes here, uh, and, uh, his handwriting is about on par with mine. Um, <laughs> which for those of you who haven't seen me write before, uh, my handwriting is absolutely awful. So we talk about spiritual gifts. I was not gifted in the ability to create art or create <laughs> beautiful text, <laughs> to yeah. put it lightly. Yeah. So yeah, one of the things I was just searching for uh, this Hebrews 4.12 verse, and it says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So I mean, it, it that really just sums up like the word of God, how it 
it it penetrates you it it really tells you it, it convicts you of what you might need to change in your life but also god speaks through it um you know he he speaks his will through it um the things he wants you to do um he'll you know certain things will stick out and that'll kind of like guide you um so that's like kind of one half of the communication the other half is the prayer what you say towards god um so we know that that god knows our hearts um so he knows what's on our hearts but prayer prayer is like still necessary because it does like so much more than just you're, you're more than just like talking to god you know you're it, it does it does some things for yourself too because i mean you're really you're really revealing to god and to yourself what what is on your heart what is what is um like bothering you or what what are you thankful for um we know that we can approach god with all things you know good bad the ugly um whatever it is so it's just great to you know be able to approach god like that and, and i mean it, it the communi communication is key to every relationship so i mean that's why i think your relationship with god i mean reading the word of god and prayer are are very key to that did you have anything on these two things before i move to the next not step? so far i mean you're killing it bud <laughs> okay thank you um so yeah i then i just wanted to bring up like fellowship um because we know that you know i mean I, I think to make like another connection to physical health like you know you, you you see other people and like they give i mean you you learn from other people you are inspired by other people you're challenged by other people you know all those things um and it's similar in the church um uh, when you fellowship with other believers and just um because because they can see things in your life that you can't um and at the same time they know things you don't you know things they don't so you need to really have like that that social aspect and really be able to share all that um i guess that makes yeah sense and um, while we're talking about this too uh we kind of alluded to it before that there is no perfection in any of this and i know that a lot of people are hearing this right now and they're thinking okay well my church doesn't do that enough my church never emphasized this or that or whatever you got to realize that again these are all big things and it's very difficult to do all of them so it's a constant strive for better or for more or for whatever perfection looks like we're constantly pushing ourselves to get to that point but you have to realize there are going to be times in that process where things don't always go according to plan and things fall short and that is okay i mean that's normal within all this you know this is not something that is easy to do you know if you're listening and you're a student it's not easy to make a 30-minute window every day for you to spend time in the word of god it is not easy for you if you're working a 80 to 100 hour work week to make a ton of time to spend uh with other people talking about uh faith so with that this isn't easy and we kind of said at the start none of this is easy it's not supposed to be easy so just one thing to keep in mind as nate continues on here is this isn't easy it's 
probably not going to look perfect for you, especially at first, but you just have to keep with it. Like we said, keep consistent. And that again, ties over to fitness. You know, you're not going to be instantly strong the first time you walk in the gym and you're not going to be strong after a week. It takes a long time to build. You're going to make mistakes when you're doing it, but you just have to keep pounding the rock. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, I think a word I used before was like, consistency and like you really need to be consistent when you you know do these things approach these things and um kind of going in what i another thing i said before was um the way that you like you you work on all these things um and they they make you better and then um just that you can like focus on a certain aspect or another but but do the things that are challenging you know do if if something you know isn't isn't your forte i guess is you you know focus on it try and get better with that you know be more well-rounded so definitely always be willing to uh step up to step up to the plate uh you know they say if it doesn't challenge you it doesn't change you um and i was looking here i've actually been flipping through the old testament for the past 20 seconds um i told you it's been a while since i've been here i can't remember exactly what book has the classic david and uh goliath example but i mean think about i'll just try and retell it the best i can without being able to read right off it even though nate Nate's currently on his phone looking for it. I guarantee he's going to find it in a better, faster time than I will. Um, but David and Goliath is the perfect example of what we're currently uh, talking about and referring to. Uh, and, you know, we actually did not plan for this episode whatsoever. This was entirely just whatever way it goes, um, which is unusual for me because usually I'm spending hours and hours uh, talking about uh, the different um, articles I found and research and all that sort of thing. Uh, we did just find it. It was First Samuel chapter 17 for those at home who have access uh, to a physical Bible or a online virtual one, but basically David and Goliath. Um, so I can just kind of read a little bit of this here. Uh, so basically the Philistines, which in this case, uh, I believe they were the not so good people. Uh, the Philistines. Yeah, the, the Philistines. Yeah. yeah, the Philistines gather their forces for war and they assembled at this place in Judah and I was called uh, Soko and I'm going to butcher these pronunciations. I apologize. You're, you're good, Dan. It, <laughs> it, it is a struggle. <laughs> and right, this, yeah. is, this is the NIV. Um, so imagine if I was doing the King James and taking stabs at this. I mean, um, basically, they, the uh, Philistines uh, pitched a camp at um, all these different spots here, and it describes where that is. And on the other side, you've got Saul and the Israelites, and they've assembled and camped in a different spot, and they're drawing up their battle line uh, to meet the Philistines. Uh, so basically, one of them is on one hill, one is on the other, and there's a valley in between them. And from the Philistine uh, camp, this champion that they call Goliath comes out. 
and he stands at a height of six cubits, which is equivalent to nine feet and nine inches, if you're like me and needs the US system uh, to picture this. So think about someone standing almost 10 feet tall. I mean, this is a huge guy. And he's wearing a pure bronze helmet on his head, wore a coat of scale armor, and it uh, weighed 5,000 shekels. So his armor weighs 125 pounds. Uh, that, that's some heavy stuff. Uh, and he has a bronze javelin on his back as well. Uh, and it goes on to describe all the different points about him. But essentially, he yells over to the Israelites, you know, who's going to come over and challenge me? Who's going to come over and fight me? And he's calling on them to, you know, come up, you know, send someone and kill him, basically. And he says, look, if you send someone over and you kill me, my whole group, we're all going to surrender. But if I kill whoever you send forward, uh, we, we got you. You got to surrender, that sort of thing. Uh, so this kind of terrified Saul and the Israelites until this guy uh, whose name is David. Oh, and by the way, he's a pretty young guy. I believe he was about 16 years old. I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit in some of the lineage pieces here. Um, but essentially... This little kid, about 15, 16 years old, goes up against Goliath with a slingshot. And he kills Goliath with a slingshot. And it's largely due to his faith in the Lord. I mean, how else is a kid going to take down a 10-foot tall guy who's wearing over 100 pounds of armor, right? You know, these are things that are, again, we talk about miracles. This is a prime example of a miracle right here. Um and with that, you know, Nate, I'm sure you got more to say about that. Yeah, well, thank you, Dana. <laughs> I, that was that was very impromptu, and uh, <laughs> we just kind of went with it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> I, I, it was an interesting summary. You know, I, I, I enjoyed like following along. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, um, <laughs> where to go? Um, yeah. Um, sorry you're good i mean this is again this is not easy stuff so for those listening i'm sure you're already struggling and i'm kind of struggling myself right now um but just remember that this is some of the most important stuff you're ever going to do in your life is seek to understand this right right um so yeah yeah <laughs> um i guess so yeah i mean that that ties in well to like a lot of the concepts I guess we've covered today, um, uh, particularly like fellowshipping, I guess, what I just mentioned. Um, so I guess like, cause yeah, I mean, the Israelites very much were <laughs> in fellowship with one another. Um, yes. And you have to have strong faith in order to send a kid against a giant. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, Dan is, he's good at, some of the like i'm not the best at like picking up some of the obvious <laughs> like uh you know i i'm very detailed and but don't look at the broader picture of things so um so yeah we were talking about fellowshipping and then the fourth thing i wanted to mention as like something to build up your your spiritual health is like the way you love others i mean it this could be probably one of the simplest but one of the most complicated things going on you know i mean 
Um, because, I mean, it it's a simple concept, but it is hard to practice, you know. Um, one of the best things I've ever heard is uh, you don't have to like everyone, but you got to love everyone. <laughs> so, um, you know, it it really does come down to, like, that, that self-sacrifice that we talked about earlier and, and just the way you put others before yourself. Um, I think, I think this is the thing that can go really far in reaching others. You know, I mentioned earlier um, about how people will, will know us by our works um, by the way we love others. Um, so it, it really is important to like, because this is something that you can do, like, pretty, I don't know about nowadays, easily, like, with all the COVID restrictions, but, <laughs> um, you know, it, there's tons of volunteer opportunities, there's tons of things that people need help with. I mean, I think one of the things that I notice is, like, the best examples of, like, loving other people are, like, the non-structured ones, you know, mm-hmm. it, it I mean, yes, do volunteer, do reach out to people um, and whatnot, but but just in your everyday life, just have that, that love and compassion towards others, show them mercy, show them grace. Um, and also, you know, just at the, at the very basic level, just like build people up, you know, just simple things like compliments can really go a long way definitely and you know with that too one of the biggest things i see that you can give someone is your time uh so whether that's Mm -hmm. in doing something for them in spending time with them um because we have what i like to call the great equalizer built into humanity it's that everyone has a finite amount of time it doesn't matter who you're talking to who you're talking about who you're referring to there is no one that is going to spend you know, from day one earth to last day earth. It's just not possible. So we have this great equalizer in that everyone will die at some point. Uh, So with that, the most valuable thing you have is time. It's precious. It is not limitless. It's not endless. Uh, You know, a lot of people think, oh, I can go and just give money to something and that'll be good enough. But you have to remember that there is a nearly infinite supply of money in the world. Um, It might not seem like it to those at times, especially if you're just graduating college and have student loans to pay off. Um, But you have to realize that people like uh, Elon Musk, for example, continues to get more and more wealthy. And it's not that they're printing out all this money. It's that, you know, things like the stock market forever, you have infinite growth potential. Uh, So to give something that you have a limited amount of instead of giving something that is unlimited in supply, I mean, these are very different things that we're talking about here. Right. I mean, like you said, I mean, time is a limited finite resource. I mean, I mean, just think about all the things that, that buy for your time nowadays. I mean, people people want you to do this or that. And um, it, it really is um, just, just a, like everything is like grabbing for your attention and time. Um, so when, when you do like take time and devote time to people or a certain activity, like something important, I mean, you, you are 
it is like spending money. You're, you're placing a value on it. You're giving your, like Dan said, you're giving your time for your, that is like the payment kind of. So um, knowing that, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's much more than what Dan said. <laughs> like time is important, you know? So, and with that, um, Nate, in general, do you have any other thoughts or comments or anything else you want to add to the show? Anything that you want listeners to be sure they take away or hear or anything that we missed? Um, I, yeah, I guess the, the only thing I like really wanted to like, really wanted to emphasize and like get through if, if nothing else, you know, um, like, sorry. <laughs> You're good. Man. Um, Again, I'm just the, words just the idea speeds. Yeah. <laughs> just the idea that like, if you, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, um, I mean, that's, that is the, the foundation of your spiritual health. I mean, so I, I just invite anyone that may not have the relationship or maybe you're hearing something like this for the first time. And um, I would just invite you to, you know, give yourself completely and wholeheartedly trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know, mm -hmm. um, and just live for him, you know, and having that relationship will take you, it'll take you further than like anything else you could really do in, in your life. You know, it, this truly is like the biggest like thing you could ever do to change your life. It takes you further than even physical fitness will. Um, you know, everyone talks about the abs and everyone wants that summer body, but you got to make sure your spirit has abs in the summer body as well, because if things aren't aligned, things are going to kind of go wrong. Um, and with this too, I do want to mention this episode is obviously airing right around Easter time. So Easter Sunday tends to be a very important day uh, for faith. And um, I know a lot of people go to church like once or twice a year, and usually that is Easter and Christmas. Uh, so with that, Nate, is there any kind of notes and thoughts you want to share about just the significance of Easter and why Easter is a holiday? Because I know there's multiple people who unfortunately don't know the significance of Easter outside of the fact that there's a bunny and they get candy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, like, like I was saying a minute ago, like, um, you know, Christ died for our sins, you know, and, um, I, that truly is what Easter is about, you know, the, the self-sacrifice of Christ just to give up his, his purity, his righteousness, his sinless life to, to go to the cross and take on all of our sin, um, and just all of our burdens just to, to die for them. And, um, you know, the, the exchange of that, we would be made pure and righteous before God because of him taking on our, our sins, our iniquities. And, um, and ultimately Easter is, is the resurrection, you know, it, it's the, the idea that, um, that, you know, Jesus did die for our sins, but he, he also rose again. He, he overcame sin. He overcame death. Um, and similarly, if, if we put our trust in him, we can overcome death too one day. Um, 
and live with God um, in our restored perfection, you know, um, in heaven. So definitely, uh, I can't sum it up better myself. Um, and, you know, again, huge thank you to Nate for agreeing to come on here. Um, one and two for driving like an hour to even get here. Um, this is one of the first episodes I've been able to record again in person. Um, you know, obviously at this point, we kind of refer to the pandemic as winding down, so to speak. I will say we are distanced and there's obviously things like the vaccine and antibodies and all that other stuff that's been taken into account. So I can assure you that we are safe doing this. Um, yes. But yeah. And uh, with that too, I'd also like to ask you, if you're listening, to please subscribe to the show just to make sure you stay up to date on everything we're doing. Uh, please make sure you leave a review because that helps us know if we're doing good or not. And please make sure you uh, share with a friend uh, or multiple friends, because I know it would mean a lot to Nate and myself. Uh, and Nate, I mean, thanks again, man. You're off to a great start here and hopefully we'll see you on more podcasts in the future maybe not mine but maybe others <laughs> I, I don't mean that in a bad way no, no, I'll say. No. i mean like i want to see you on other podcasts talking about the topic of spiritual health and fitness because this is something people often neglect uh and the more you're on the more people are going to get it so yeah well, well thank you dan I, I really i really enjoyed being here and um i thank you for having me and uh yeah Thanks again.